Somebody say amen. amen. I'm beginning to like Isoko people a lot these days. <laughs> Somebody say amen. But we saw the hand of God. The gospel was preached. Like I said, what we rejoice about is that Christ is preached. But every time Christ is preached, he confirms his message with miracles. Now, so this morning I have an, a word of encouragement. It's a word of encouragement. I told you on Sunday that prophecy is to encourage, to strengthen, and to uh, comfort. So I have a word that encourages, that strengthens, that comforts. Somebody say amen. And I hope it's not a series. It, can, it should not be a series. Actually. It's not. I should finish it this morning. Somebody say hallelujah. So what I want to talk about, I don't know how to title this, but I come as a chance for his help. And he, gave, and he said, what you said is correct. He said, you tell me something. He was saying, what you said is correct. And I said, what I want to talk about is how to deal with the fact that sometimes what we teach you in the word about who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ, your experiences seem to contradict it. Who knows what I'm I'm talking about? So we want to try to deal with that this morning. Is that okay? Is that encouraging? So, write your, write your own title. Choose what you like. <laughs> so, what me and Professor Charles agreed is dealing with life's contradictions. Is that okay? But if you don't like it enough, write your own. <laughs> but we have told you what we're trying to talk about. How that, this is what the word says. This is who you are in Christ. This is what you have in Christ. What you can do in Christ. But, what you are experiencing is totally on the opposite side. Alright? So we want to look at the word and talk about it. Somebody say amen. The first thing I want to draw your attention to is that Jesus was 100% God, huh? but at the same time was 100% human. When I say human, I mean he was subject to every possible challenge any human being will go through. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? One of the fundamental beliefs of our Christian faith is that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He came what? In the flesh. Very important. Because if he didn't come in the flesh, his death, therefore, will not be real. And it is his death that guarantees our freedom and our redemption. There was a group of people called the Gnostics, 
G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S, where you get the thing Gnosticism from. The Gnostics had a belief that Jesus did not come in the flesh. He didn't come with body. That what you see walking about on the earth was a phantom, was not real. And by the extension of that was that his death on the cross was not real. So John writes it in his epistle and says that anyone that says Christ did not come in the flesh is of the Antichrist. Am I making sense to you? Because Christ came in the flesh and he died physically. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? All right, so we, we understand that. And that's why in 1 John 1, in 1 John 1, John writes and says, if any man says he has no sin, uh, he makes God a liar. Because part of the teaching of the Gnostics was that the reason why Jesus came in that phantom body was that it was God who made body bad and spirit good. So if God made body bad, he could not have come in body. He since he made body bad. So what they also thought was that because God made body bad, anything I do in my body is God's fault. You know what I just said? So it's not a sin. And John said, if we say we have no sin, we make him what? A liar. If we confess, now, the word confess is not to be saying, I, what you, is to homologia, acknowledge that you are a sinner. That's why verse 10 says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Is it clear? Aha. Uh -huh. Is it clear? So, so Jesus came in the flesh. So let's see some examples. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 18. Okay. For he that himself has suffered, being tempted, is what? Able to aid those. Start from verse 15. Start from verse 15. Okay. Okay. Go to the next verse. Okay. Let's do. Okay. Good. 16. For verily. Stay with King James until I tell you to change. Let's do King James, all right? For very little took on not on him, what? The nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of who? Abraham. It was human like Abraham's seed. Next verse. Therefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, and that he might be a merciful and what? Faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Look at verse 18 now. For he that himself had suffered being what? Tempted is able to succor help those that are what? Tempted. So Jesus was 100% human. Every temptation that we would face or possibly face, Jesus dealt with it. Is that okay? Let's go to Hebrews 4. Say the same thing. Um, rendered in Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 15. Are you there? Hebrews 4 from verse 15. The Bible says, For we, uh, we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with what? The feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Show me the amplified version. Show me the amplified version. All right? For we do not have a high priest who is unable to what? Understand and what? Sympathize and have a shared feeling with our what? Weaknesses and infirmities 
and liability to the assault of what? Temptation. But one who has been tempted, hallelujah, in every respect, as we are, yet without sin. Think of all your temptations. Just think of, now, up you know, temptation is not a sin. It's when you sin, when you fall to the temptation, that it is sin. Am I making sense to you? So, uh, now, now, think of all your temptations. Just think. Now, this is what you sin. That you just think of your temptation. <laughs> think of your temptations. Now, we're, we're saying something here, that even Jesus was tempted like as we are in all our temptations. Yet, he did not sin. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So, I'm trying to show you that Jesus was human. All right, now, let's start from the Old Testament. Go to Isaiah 49. Let's begin to see some of these um, things. Isaiah 49. Glory to God. So I, I started with Jesus to show you that even Jesus had the same feelings of this is what God's word says and this is what I'm dealing with. Am I making sense to you? God is saying this about me. This is what he has said about me. In short, I said it about me. You know what I just said? I said it about me. Huh? And now I'm in the flesh. What I said about me is... I'm not making sense to anybody here. All right, so let's see Isaiah 49. Now, Isaiah 49 is a prophecy by Isaiah, but it's one of the prophetic um, 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 scriptures pointing to Christ. Am I making sense to you? So when we read this, who you should have in mind is who? Christ. So let's see this. He said, listen, O isles, unto me, and how can you people from afar? The Lord has called me. Who called him? Did he call himself? So, so some will say, when you call, you call yourself, things don't go right. But if God calls you, things will go right. Now, who called him? The Lord. From where? From the borders of my mother. What did he do? Has he made mention of my name? Next verse. He had made my mouth like what? Every time you see sharp sword, my mouth like a sharp sword, the Bible says the word of God is sharper than what? So he says, this, this guy says, not only did God call me, I had the word. I, I could preach. All right? So God called him. And what else? He had the word, could preach. The word was in his mouth. And in the shadow of his hand, has he what? You know what that means? I did not come out myself. I was in God's timing. You know, sometimes we say, oh, the reason why things are not working, you're not in the timing of God. You, you, are, you jumped out of God's timing. My guy said, I, I did the timing. <laughs> uh, he made me like a polished shaft in his quiver as he hid me, ready to be shot in his own time. Come on. You know what quiver is? That thing where they put arrow. Right? And he said to me, watch it, thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. So there's a prophetic word over my life. He called me, I have the word, I'm in God's timing, and there's a word over me that I will be glorified, he will be glorified in me. Next verse. Then I said, read the, read the next thing you see there. Oh, stop, stop, stop. I have what? I have what? Spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Stop, stop. 
compare <laughs> verse 1 to 3 and verse 4. I didn't call myself, he called me. He put his word in my mouth. He put, I mean, it's in, in his timing. He had, there's a word over my life. And the, my, my experience is, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing. Wow. Let's go on. Now switch now to New King James because New King James gives a proper perspective here. Go to New King James. Continue, please. It says, Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord, and my walk is with who? My God. Let's keep reading. And now the Lord says, Who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob what? Again to him. So that Israel is what? Gathered to him. For I shall be, no, sorry, not King, not, go, to, go to King James. Not NKJV, go to King James. Aha! So this is the way you understand what happened. Now said the Lord that formed me from the womb to be a servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet I shall be what? Glorious in the eyes of my God, and my God shall be my strength. Next verse. Okay, now, so see what, what, was, what happened. For Isaiah wrote this about Christ. God sent Jesus to his people, the Jews. And the Jews rejected Jesus. Am I making sense to you? Now, so that's Jesus speaking, as it were, I have labored in vain. I was sent to gather God's people, the Jews, but it was these Jews that were sent to gather that killed Jesus. But see something that you must understand, that all that happened to Jesus was God's wisdom. It was God that made the Jews reject him. You will see that in Romans. Because if they did reject Jesus, the Gentiles will not be saved. If they didn't reject him, they will not kill him. And he has to die. He has to die. He must die. So he didn't come to be king of the Jews. He came to be savior of the world. So it's in, it's in their rejection of him that the door of salvation opened to all men. So hear this carefully. God rewards obedience not success, not the output. The output or the outcome is determined by God. All he needs for you is to do what he said. You know what I just said? The outcome is God's decision. All he needs from you, go and do what I said. Now sometimes you go and do what he says because you don't have the full picture, the outcome is not favorable. And then you are discouraged. Not knowing that God is the one who is determining the outcome. Oh, you did what I just said. I'm showing you something. What I'm saying, is it clear to you at all? I'm showing you Jesus, the son of God, dealing with a contradiction. That God sent him to save the Jews. But the same Jews he was sent to save, rejected him. Killed him. According to God's determined counsel. You know what I just said? God sent him, but God is the one making things not work. <laughs> because of a bigger plan and better plan he has to reach more people. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying to you this morning? 
I'm saying to someone this morning, say, listen, listen. So if you're in that place right now, where this is what God's word says, and this is what your experience looks like, child of God, don't give up yet. God has a bigger plan. He has a better plan. And in his own time, he'll make all things beautiful. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord now. Look at Jesus. Now, look at the next verse. This gets, it gets interesting. Look at verse, verse 6. And he said, oh, I love this. It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to what? To raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserve of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest extend or be my salvation to the ends of the earth. You know what it sounds like? I will reward you for failing. <laughs> it's like being rewarded for failing. It's like rewarding him for failing. Because the man said, I've labored him. He said, don't worry. What I gave you before was small work. I know you failed. I'll give you bigger work now. You did what I just said. I told you to bring the Jews together, but the Jews didn't come together. Rather, they destroyed you. But see, don't worry. What I gave you before was small work. I'll give you bigger responsibility now. You thought you failed in the small one. No. All I needed from you was obedience. You went. Don't worry. The outcome is not your, the outcome is not your work. The outcome is my work. All I need from you is to do what I said. Is somebody hearing what I'm trying to say to you this morning? He said, don't worry. It seemed you failed, but I'll give you a bigger responsibility to bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Somebody say amen. Say what it says next. I love this. It says, Thus said the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and there's only one to him whom man despises. That's what it did to Jesus. To him whom the nation abhorreth. That's what it did to Jesus. To a servant of rulers. He says, Kings shall see you and arise. Princes shall also worship. Because the Lord that is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, shall choose thee. For in an acceptable time I have heard you, and your salvation have helped you. And I will preserve you, and give you for a covenant of the people, to establish the earth and the cause to inherit desolate heritages. Somebody say, Amen. What's it saying? So it seemed there was a contradiction in your experience. But you see, I'm the one who determines the outcomes. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So imagine if the Jews didn't kill Jesus. Imagine if the Jews did not reject him. He will be king of the Jews. That's what they will make him. Right? But how will, how will you and I be saved? So you see, God had a bigger plan in picture. A bigger picture in mind. Is somebody hearing what I'm trying to say to you? Sometimes you think your life is only about that car, that child, that house, that money. See, child of God, your purpose is bigger than money. Yes. Your purpose is bigger than car. These things don't have eternal value. But there's something that God is planning for your life that will give you eternal rewards. Keep your eyes on that. Keep your eyes on that. And stop only bothering my car, my house. I never marry. I never born. I never this. I never that. Child of God, there's something bigger than husband and wife and children. By the way, there's no reward for husband in heaven. There's no reward for having children. Children, husband, wife, house, all only have value on the earth. No eternal value. So I, I just, they born. I, God, I born children for you. 
born. I, I begat. I begat. That's all you came to do in the world. When they are calling your name in the things, all that you did, just born. Just the born. What is that? You married, eh? You build house, eh? Don't you know that all these things have been destroyed? With fervent heat? Yes, sir. You don't know? Even the church buildings we build that we call Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, where God dwells, ego born. There's no reward for anybody for building big church. In not day, in not day, that you built a cathedral as big as Ring Road, there's no reward. Am I making sense to you? Say so we put AC in the hall. So I'm showing. Are you learning what I'm showing you? Let's see something else. Psalm 22. Jesus again. A prophetic psalm about Jesus. This must not be a series. Wally, you must finish this talk. Psalm 22. Are you there? But do you, you, you understand what I was saying from Isaiah? Good. Go to Psalm 22 now. This is Jesus again, the prophetic psalm about Jesus. He says, To the chief musician upon I jealous Shahar, a psalm of David, my God, why hast thou what? Why art thou far? So far, not so far. Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring. Now, this is Jesus speaking here. Talking to his father. Calling him God. My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? How many of you have ever been there before? So, I want to show you something. You are not in strange company. Even Jesus had the same experience. So, don't think it's spiritual attack. Don't think it's the sin you committed. I'm showing you Jesus in all his holiness. Now, you must also understand that this Jesus I'm talking about is God in the flesh. It's God in the flesh. So, contradiction of his own self. Do you think he couldn't have helped himself? You know what I just said? He could have. My God, my God, why has thou, why are you so far from helping me? Go to the next verse. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. In the night season, I'm not silent. I'm praying. If it's prayer that works, I prayed. And I told you before, prayer does not answer itself. Some of you think it's prayer that makes things different. It is God that answers prayer, not prayer. There's no prayer that answers itself. It is God that answers prayer. So here, if it's prayer, the man say, I pray. I didn't, I didn't keep quiet in the morning. I didn't quiet at night. But thou art holy. Watch it now. O thou that what? Inhabitants, the praises of Israel. So let me say something here. This is not the scripture of when we praise God, we come down. So God inhabits the praise of his people. So as we are praising, he will not come down. He will not go anywhere before. He lives in us. I say he lives in us. What the scripture means is, you are the one that feels the praise of Israel. Because of what you have done for them, your praise, the praise of you, fills their mouth. Am I making sense to anybody here? It's not that when we praise God, you will come down. Please stop, stop, stop saying that. Thing. 
Say, when you pray, he send angel. When you praise, he come down. Not correct, oh. I say, not correct. Somebody say, hallelujah. Keep reading. He also, he, he had the understanding. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. Next verse. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not confounded. He said, I know people who pray that you help them. Next verse. But I am a worm. No man. A reproach of men. Despised of the people. Next verse. All this that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lip. Try it. Shoot out your lip. That is like to to shoot mouth, right? They shook mouth. They set their head saying, watch it. He trusted on the Lord that will deliver him. Let him deliver him. Seeing he delighted. Your story is not the talk of the town. He said, other people praise God. They got results. Why is it in my own tongue? You are not doing like this. And now my story is not the talk of the town. That this man trust, let God help him now. Did you read your Bible? That when Christ hung on that cross, they were saying, Come down now. Come down now. As you say, you're son of God. You come down. You're healing people. Heal yourself. Physician, heal yourself. Next verse. Next verse. But thou at he took me out of the womb. That did make me hope when I was on my mother's breast. Next verse. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Next verse. Be not far from me. For trouble is near. There is none to help. This is Jesus. Not Jesus they talk so. Many bulls have come past me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me around. Hi. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and roaring lion. I'm poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted in the midst of my bowels. Next verse. My strength is dried up like a pot shed. My tongue cleaver to, to my jaws. And thou hast brought me to the dust of death. Next verse. For dogs have come past me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. I can tell my bones. Next verse. They part my garments among them, cast lots upon my vesture. But thou, but be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. So look at me. What if God, because of what Christ was going through, came down to save him? And took him out of the cross? What will happen to the whole salvation plan? So God had to be it. God had to bear it. Somebody even said that angels were ready to, uh, to descend. Michael, the warrior angel, calling his guys, let's finish these people. And God, who is on the cross, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There, there, there's a bigger plan here. There's a bigger purpose here. Look at me. A master does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Stop thinking your life is only about shoe, car, bag, house, marriage, children, became born, born, became. Listen, your life is more than that. 
life is more than that. Your life is more than that. Your life is more than that. Your life is more than that. Look at Hebrews. Go to Hebrews, Hebrews, 2, Hebrews 12. Come and say, my life is more than things. Things. Look at Hebrews 12 verse 3. Look at Hebrews 12 verse 3. Hebrews, Hebrews 12 verse 3. Say, for consider him, look at him, that endured such what? Contradictions of sinners against himself. Lest you be wearied and faint in your own minds. Let's look at, you know, Paul was writing, or whoever wrote Hebrews, wrote it, to believers who were facing this kind of contradictions too. And the persecution to abandon faith in Christ and revert to Judaism. And he's telling them, listen, whatever you are going through now, even Jesus went through it. Don't throw away your confidence. Somebody say amen. Even Jesus had such contradictions against himself of sin. People he made are turning against him. Think of it. Think of how many of you have experienced betrayal before? People you made, people you raised, turn on you. That's how he felt. He, he, he knew when he made that man. He knew when he put that, that boy in that woman's womb. He knew when he put that centurion in his mother. He knew his, he made everything. He knew when he made that little boy, he put in his head, okay, father, mother, he knew everything. And then he see who he made his raising sword against him. And he can quench him with the breath of his nostrils. But he held back because of a bigger plan. Let me tell you, as long as you're a child of God, put yourself in Christ. Are you hearing me? Everything true about Christ is true about you. Just as God had a bigger purpose for Christ, he has a bigger purpose for your life. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So when you see these contradictions in your life, look at Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He says, looking unto him, for he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the source of our faith. He's the sustainer of our faith. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. And you can also look at Abraham, who's the father of faith. Who God gave a word about having a child who is who come from Christ, who will, who will become Christ, the seed of Abraham. God gave him the promise. 25 years for Isaac to be born, but for Christ, 1,700 something years for the promise to manifest. But Abraham did not grow weak in faith. <laughs> he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. So what do you do when you face that contradiction in life? Give glory to God. What, 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 what do I mean by that? Keep your eyes on what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. Keep your eyes on the forgiveness of sins. Keep your eyes on redemption. Keep your eyes on what he has done in Christ, in, through, by Christ, in Christ. And begin to give thanks for those things. 
and everything else will fall in place in his own time. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I was sharing yesterday at the New Covenant people that, listen, I've said it in church before. The faith that Abraham used to receive Isaac is the same faith he used to believe the gospel. Am I making sense to you? When he believed the gospel, when God preached Christ to him, Abraham believed. The effect of that believing God extended to him having a child called Isaac, even though his body was now dead. Am I making sense to you? It's not a different kind. It's the same faith. Same one. Same one. I'm trying to let you know this morning that even though you see contradictions in your life, it's not the enemy has come after you. There's a bigger plan. There's a bigger plan. Your life is more than shoe, suits, marriage, bag, Instagram, Instagram. Some of you just do things for the gram. What is that? Make them say, make them, make them say. For, after they say finish, what do you have? Make them look me. Who's looking at you? There's a bigger purpose for your life. Lift your hands towards heaven right now. I think the point is made. And just thank God that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, that I see Christ who went through what I went through. And just as everything turned out, everything turned out good, everything turned out good, God rewarded him by giving him a bigger assignment. Even so, even so, what is coming to me after I go through this is bigger than what I'm dealing with now. Be going to give thanks to your father now. In the name of Jesus. Be going to give thanks to your father now. Be going to give thanks to your father now. Give thanks to your father now. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him now. 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 Who endured such contradictions. Thank him now. Thank him now. Thank him now. Thank him. I say thank him. I say thank him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I say thank him now. I say thank him. Thank him. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews 5. Verse 7 on it. Look at it. Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5. Hear this. It says, Who in the days of his flesh, Jesus, when he had offered up prayers and what? With what? And what? To him that was able to save him from what? And was heard in that he now look at the next verse. Though he were so, yet he did what? By what? That he enjoyed. Put yourself always in Christ. You are always in Christ. You are always in Christ. And when you see your life going through contradictions, look at Jesus. And if it worked out for him, if God took him through it and it became better for him, that's your testimony. Nothing less. See, nothing less. Christ is your destiny. In him you live. 
in him you move in him you have your being that is your destiny that's your that's it you're, you're not going outside it you know what I just said if we're in the same car if we're in the same car we're going to Lagos we're in the same car huh? and we're driving to Lagos is there a way that we're in the same car I'm driving the car you're in the car I get to Lagos you will not be in Lagos you know what I just said? I'm driving a car, you are inside. And I get to Lagos. Where will you be? You are sure? Uh, you know the answer. Let's go. <laughs> I'm saying you are in Christ. I said you are in Christ. So, what, whatever happens to Christ will happen to you. If things worked out in his favor, things will work out in your favor. Now make a joyful noise now. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, who I believe died on the cross for my sin. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. I move.